You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. David, I keep on saying this, I'm like a broken record. It's very, very quiet. There are some ups and downs because of various economic and also geopolitical factors, but it's generally quiet. And what's wrong with that? It's mid-October, two months to go till everyone goes off on holiday. And I don't see why it shouldn't be nice and quiet because we've had some wild swings and some unusual movements to contend with in the last couple of years. So quiet is good. In my opinion. I, I'm happy with where we are. Um, I'm happy that considering the geopolitical circumstances, meaning the outbreak of hostilities in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas and Gaza, I, you know, one worried that uh, this might explode. But credit to Antony Blinken and credit to Biden, who I think have sent warships and the UK yes. and said, okay, let's restrict this. But Lindsay, there's another thing, and, and um, you know, your opinion's also welcome in this respect. I'm, I'm you know what I'm trying to say? It's a discount. No, I think the, we've got war fatigue. We've got fatigue. I think after Ukraine and Russia, I don't think anybody wants to get involved in more skirmishes or killing or anything like that. I don't think Iran wants to. I'm being maybe a little uh, generous there, but Syria, I don't think the Middle East want to get involved. Um, and I think that they would have been happy, the Middle Eastern nations, including Egypt, would have been happy if this hadn't have happened. And um, Israel, of course, never likes war. You know, I know it gets involved, but uh, when it loses people, it doesn't want, uh, or certainly its people don't want war, even though um, Netanyahu has, has been stoking the fires a bit. Um, so I think that's what the market's saying. Okay, nobody wants to get involved. The oil price did did, did spike a little. It spiked on Friday, uh, about above 90 uh, again for, for Brent uh, crude. Yeah, but we'll come to that later. But yes, markets are it, still, still a little bit on edge. But I agree with you about fatigue. I was, it brought home to me as I was driving along today with a friend. There was a car in front of me, a very nice-looking SUV, and it had a Ukrainian number plate. And I thought, okay, well, that's quite a long drive. But then I thought, you know, I haven't seen anything on the Ukraine-Russia mm. conflict for about a week now. So people are, yeah, they, they got tired with that. Will they become tired with the Israel-Hamas situation? I don't know. I, I still think we're in the early stages of something uh, that is going to get people <laughs> interested yeah. is the wrong word, but get people's attention over the next few days because when they open that Rafa little corridor into Egypt and the the, Palest the poor Palestinian, peaceful Palestinian people that yeah. go, that flee, they've got no water, they've got no food, they've got no electricity, they've got no shelter, they haven't washed, they haven't got any sanitary conditions to speak of. When they go all go out, that's a good thing because they don't deserve to be persecuted. And let's be very honest, Hamas has persecuted its own people as well as the Israelis, don't you think? I, a lot, a lot could be achieved if... Um, they could be persuaded to return the hostages. I think that becomes a terribly, st a terrible sticking point, and I think Hamas know it, and they can, they can continue to milk this situation by by not releasing hostages and blaming, uh, you know, and attracting uh, the Israelis to come in and get them, uh, and they know that the rest of the world is watching, and there's nothing more than 
uh, that the rest of the world loves is, uh, you know, to 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 support the underdog or to support or or to attack the Israeli soldiers, you know, because of the overwhelming power that they might have. But a lot could be a lot could be achieved by okay, you know, let let's come to some kind of agreement and put an end to it. But I don't think Hamas wants to do it. And on the other hand, I think Israel might also be not to blame, but they don't want. Hamas on their uh, borders. They don't want this to happen again, and they want to be ensured that this is not going to happen for a long time, that paragliders come over the fences and just um, have a go at innocent people, regardless of whether they were ready or not, you know, whether intelligence picked it up. So I think there's there's a lot could be achieved. And you can see that, you can imagine the anguish of of families whose little babies have been stolen from them, whose infants are sitting there in some strange land or some strange dungeon uh, away from their parents, the psychological impact of all of this and on, on all the hostages. So, yeah, it's um, if, if, if something could be achieved there, I think, and um, bring an end to us. And um, I think everybody would come out on the, you know, better rather than the Israelis now going in with a, you know, with a, land battle, sea battle, air battle, and just obliterating the northern part of it. I don't know, you know, I don't know what the benefit of it's going to be in the long term and how, where it goes. No, there's no winners here. And yeah. uh, I did notice no, with some, no, with some no. distress that Hezbollah has suddenly become active in Lebanon, launching attacks yeah. on Israel from Lebanon and, and the Israeli jets went in. And I don't know if it's just a splinter group or something, but Hezbollah is a, yeah. is a whole other matter. But anyway, David, let's talk about other stuff now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah, sorry that yeah. your community is, you know, being impacted, whether it be in Australia, in the United States or in South Africa. And hopefully it'll all stop very, very soon. Three companies that you don't invest in, I'm absolutely certain, on behalf of your clients, maybe a few of your clients hold a bit of them, but they're all three South African small companies. Calgro, Robex and Ad Adcorp, they all came out with various announcements today. And I look at those and that's the sort of thing our friend, the deep value investor, who we don't need to name. Yeah, exactly. Well, now you've named him. Yeah, yeah. he was he was talking about Calgro to me last week. and He's open about it. Yeah, and these are the sort of companies that you would associate with a really dedicated deep value investor in, in smaller companies on the JSE, but something that you wouldn't touch with a barge pole? I, the reason is that I think they, they're pretty decent small businesses, but um, Kelgra has a market cap of around about $500 million, which is which is minute. So I, I, I'm not quite sure how much uh, is owned by institutioners' time. But, you know, for Pitt... It makes sense. He can take a private equity position in businesses like this, just yes. accumulate on a day-to-day for a fund. Um, if you're running a large amount of money, I'm not saying that it does it, mm. but I mean, from from to spread over portfolios, it's very difficult. Um, I've always said that that um, for a private investor, for a private equity investor, you know, you could do very well out of some of these smaller businesses because there is value. I looked at Kelgro's accounts. I You've got to go through them in greater detail. The market came back about 4%, but I'm not quite sure whether there was some disappointment over no dividend, but they did buy back about 50 million rands worth of shares. Yeah. So, and, and, and there's something there that I need to look at. And Pitt knows the answer. I don't. 
is that I'm not sure when they sell when they sell memorial plots or when they sell um, the, the it's it's almost uh, low what do you call it low income developments. Yes, uh, these are not these are not uh, um, high level residential units or anything or expensive residential units. So when they sell them, do they take the profit up front or do they wait for the cash to flow in as well? I've got to go look at that. And that might be just a little bit of a worry in terms of the accounting side of it. So um, anyway, but it's (laughs) – I can't fault Pitt for for his views on the company, for the returns that you can get, but it's very small. The same thing with AdCore as well. Uh, AdCore's numbers were up. I used to follow AdCore very closely. It was a placement agency. You know, when when jobs were aplenty, they, yes. they were uh, they used to make lots of money by advertising these jobs. And sometimes I think they had placement. I've lost touch with who they are at the moment. But uh, I also noticed there was uh, you know they're up about five percent. Uh, also a five hundred million rand company. So very difficult to get your teeth into anything or to grab stock. I saw today maybe 100,000 rands traded. I think even in Calgary, very, very small volumes go through the JSC. And it, it must cost them a fortune to stay listed. I mean, it, it, it's mad. It's, it's ridiculous. You talk about the profits that they make and the, the value traded every day and the market capitalization. And you say to yourself at the end of the year, the JSC and the lawyers and the advisors and everything must take a decent chunk of money from you, whether you're yeah, big or small. I know it's it it's there's no value in it. Um, it's very difficult to uh, you know to to make any money from it or get the benefit that you should um, you know from businesses like that. We've tried many occasions to have seminars and webinars and that where we promote the ownership of some of these smaller businesses, but uh, uh, it's I, you know it's very hard. I, I I don't know what the solution is. Because we're at what? What are we a twenty trillion, uh, twenty trillion rand company? I don't even think we're twenty trillion. Whatever it is, this is five hundred million. So it's tiny, you know. It's very, very small. But there are a lot of businesses down there, at the bottom end of the market that uh, are, are operating, doing well despite the environment here. So is there an yeah. ETF? Is there a small cap, low value traded <laughs> ETF that you can invest in where they bunch them it's all not together? A bad idea. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I've, I've often thought about something like that. I've often thought about uh, putting thing, you know, putting a whole lot of companies into yes. into a kind of ETF like that. Um, one of the problems is that your ETFs have to be market. What's the word? Liquid. Yes. So you always have to make a market, and sometimes if you get a big withdrawal, it means you've got to start scrambling out of some of these smaller stock. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's. That's only that's you know that's my thought process. But Lindsay, if I had to, you remember we did this exercise about two years ago when I when uh, and during the COVID time when we were going through some and I and I, and I, I, I told you the ten odd stocks that I'd chosen and how they had performed. Yes. You know after they had been they knocked in 2020 in those days we were talking about it. It's still relevant today. There's still a number of businesses now. In the very in the micro cap, I don't even know what you call them when they when they smaller than small, but in this kind of area where you could actually accumulate and put into a vehicle like that, 
um, it's 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 for me it's still a pretty good idea on this market. It's the only way, you know. Looking at Murray and Roberts, okay, it might be going backwards. <laughs> it might be going. Uh, who knows what's next? You know, three hundred million. But Adcore five hundred million, decent results. If you believe EOH is going to recover, it's eight hundred million. Huliman nine hundred million. What is Telcom now? Oh, what, Where you, is, you, uh, you, you must you must get a company. I mean, maybe you have twenty companies yeah. in the ETF, and you have the, the mm. bigger ones like Telcom. Telcom. Yeah. Eleven and a half billion. Billion. That's nothing. That's that yeah, is very that's small. Nothing. You can t- you can sell the wire in the streets, the copper that it owns, uh, to scrap traders for more than that. So there, there are many businesses like that that are that are very low value. I think there's you know, a gap in the can. market, David. Mm, a gap mm, in the market mm, for this type of fund. Mm. You set it out in very, very blank words. I mean, and you don't mm. mince your words is what I'm trying to say. You say, this is a fund that base, is, is based on companies that are illiquid. If yep. you want to get out, it's going to take some time. It is risky. But if things turn around in South Africa, et cetera, et cetera, it will yep. do very well. Don't commit all your money to just put a few percentage in. Yep. And yeah, I, I think a smaller brokerage house would yep. actually do rather well if they could put that sort of thing together i think you know i think so we've spoken about companies like spur solid operation 2.6 billion uh city lodge solid operation improving now as conditions here um pick up um hospitality picks up travel picks up so on 2.7 billion so you're getting businesses like that um so on uh you know, Lewis, Lewis, the, the furniture, st- yeah? Yeah. two billion. Namp- well, Nampak, you might want to stay away from, you know, but, but here we go. Plenty of little businesses that are super, uh, really, really good at that level um, that you can actually pick up. You might not have to buy the whole company, but you can buy chunks of it and put it into a, um, an ETF. Yeah, the person to speak to you on this matter would be um, would be Anthony Clark. You know Anthony oh. Clark. Do you follow him? Do you ever mm, do you watch him mm, on? I do. Yeah. Yeah. He's an eccentric. I'll give him that. But he also <laughs> he also goes around to see people. He sits. He knocks on the door mm. and sits there and annoys the CEO, which is good. Yeah. That's yeah. what you need to do. Yeah. Okay, David. What did you read over the weekend and try and filter out the geopolitics, which is difficult. It it was difficult to sort out the geopolitics. You know to to. Uh, I think what I did learn <laughs> were um, I certainly spent quite a bit of time on uh, these weight loss drugs. It's a big story, and I'm trying to – you must read about it. You know, when I say you must read about it because there's um, – I'm trying to understand um, how they work, but they're big. They're big in a sense that um, they are going to help um, diabetes or, or diabetics. And one of the big stand points is that um, weight loss drugs have never been allowed, you know, for uh, in your in your healthcare systems or to be in, in you know you don't get any compensation for them at all. Yeah. Uh, weight loss drugs, but in this case, the weight loss is very important. But they're huge compensations. They're huge benefits from this. What they find, you know, I think we, we discussed the other day that if you use these weight loss drugs or these uh, appetite blockers, that you're not going to go and snack anymore. And there's a real truth in that. But there are further issues is that if you do start to lose weight 
it does mean that you don't need your hips replaced and your knees replaced, you know, because of having to carry the benefits to the NHS, for example, in the exactly. United Kingdom would be mm-hmm. great in the long term, yes. because yes. there'll be less people mm-hmm. queuing up, as you say, for a hip replacement or whatever it is that is associated mm-hmm. with obesity. So yeah, I do think so. But the other thing about these things is it doesn't cure you. It just stops you eating. So if no, you go off no, them, then, then you're straight no. down to McDonald's. It's- it does something in your mind. Don't ask me to how, you know, they talk about molecules, but it, it tells your brain um, that you're not hungry or it stops your brain craving whatever it is. So there's a whole lot of chemical reactions. Do you know that as well? It's, uh, uh, also, it slows the release of food from your stomach so you, you don't feel empty. It doesn't feel – and then I think some, some other elements as well uh, of these. But the whole point is that they prescribe for diabetics. And, um, you know, it's not, this is not a frivolous uh, celebrity, I need to lose weight, I need to look like a stick or something like that. Uh, and I think those are where the benefits come, but uh, they're quite widespread. And, I, you know, you look at Eli Lilly and you look at Nova Nordis who are both – oh, the other thing, sorry, there yes. was another point, and that's for the heart. Um, it does help. You know, when you lose weight, of course, it does help your heart, and that's uh, the other side of it. That's uh, cardiac, you know, the cardiology side of it that's improved and and benefits. So there are a lot of the, the, there are a lot of benefits from this, and it doesn't seem that these are drugs that are going to cause you to jump off buildings or go mad or something. <laughs> they do seem to be, you, you know, what I mean, like <laughs> I don't so, need a drug uh, to do those things, but anyway. <laughs> but I mean, they seem to be fairly safe and well accepted. But, I mean, that was – I find that interesting. And, and which of the companies sure, that are well, at the forefront of this new biotech? If that's Eli Lilly and Nova Nordisk, yeah. Mm. Those are the two that stand out that are quite advanced. And Nova you know, Nordisk is, is, is the broad, Scandinavian company, right? Scandinavian, Danish. And it's the biggest yeah. company in Europe, I think, now by yeah. market cap. Yeah, yeah. massive. It's, it's pretty close to that. Mm. But it's – I mean, it's it's soared, I think, over the last year as a result of this. But Eli Lilly as well. But Eli Lilly, it's probably accounts for maybe less than half. I don't – I've got to go look this up. You know, Eli Lilly has a many other elements to it. But Eli Lilly, because of this, has also – uh, rocketed up in terms of market cap and is, I think, even close as, as, as probably as valuable as uh, Berkshire Hathaway at this stage. I'm just looking now to give you an idea of where Eli Lilly is. Eli Lilly is worth, Eli Lilly is worth $578 billion. Sorry, Berkshire, 752 But it's bigger than Visa. It's bigger than Exxon. It's bigger than Walmart. Um, so it's, it's, it's had a huge impact. Um, I'm trying to see how it's up 67% this year. Good grief. Eli Lilly. So hmm. that shows you the kind of market that does exist. And it also shows you how many fatties there are around without being, <laughs> sorry to be politically incorrect, but I mean, no. how many people just eat too much? Well, Americans hmm. and British people are yeah. two of the hmm. most obese nations in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was explaining to when we was t- I was talking about it this morning. I said you only have to go to the U.S. to Carnegie Delhi or something to understand because what I've learned, uh, Lindsay, is when you go to America and you go to a delicatessen like Katsy's or Carnegie or Zabar's or any of these places, and you say I want a hot beef on rye, you know, or hot pastrami on rye, which are delicious, you say I want a half a sandwich. And why do you ask for half a sandwich? It's not that you get 
half a sandwich is that they halve the filling so that you don't get an inch of 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 meat, you know, yes. or, or it's half that, you know, so that you can actually oh, digest. Oh, the portions it. are extraordinary. The por- yeah, no. I have to you- say, I mean, this is an extreme example, but I, I one of my favourite films of of all time, and I watch it once every couple of years, and I watched it the other night. What's eating Gilbert Grape? I don't know if you've seen that with, oh, yeah. with Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio and the mother. <laughs> <laughs> and she, they couldn't get her out of the house, so they burnt the house down when she died. <laughs> so, but but it, was, it was brilliant. But you, you see what I mean? That, as I say, is extreme, and it's Hollywood and everything. But I remember doing a documentary in New York, and a, a Jewish chap picked me up. He was my cameraman and sound man during my visit there. A lovely fellow, and he took me to breakfast. As soon as I got off yeah. the plane, we were driving off to see Peter Schiff actually in Connecticut, and. We, we we stopped and at a diner and I ordered something and I thought well no I only, only ordered one but it was a giant plate of you know bacon and <laughs> eggs and sausages and bread and and everything and and you know, constantly filling my mug up with coffee and stuff and what is this now <laughs> they really do big portions over there no no that you can sure sure and and you know if you go to Costco. Uh, or you go to places like that, everything is giant. You know, there's even if you're buying tired, you know, dishwasher, what is it, washing machine, you can get the giant packs. It's huge. <laughs> and and I remember ordering the Snickers. I, I, I was, we were traveling down, uh, I think, just on a road trip somewhere, and we stopped, and they had Snickers, you know, you know yeah. a little Snicker that you put in the palm of your hand. But this is a giant one that was about, I don't know, a foot, foot long, long. Yeah, exactly. The foot long Snickers. Mm. I mean, this is a Snicker. This is not like a sandwich. Oh, and and so so you understand. I mean, they can eat, and they pick people. So uh, it's it's a massive issue. Okay, David, I'm not holding back on this no, one. No, you're not holding back. <laughs> when does results season start, or has it already started in the we, United we, States? We're in the middle. Oh, we're in okay. the middle. We had good numbers out of. We're getting the banks this week, uh, good numbers that came out of Pepsi. And I think generally probably going to surprise on the upside. Admittedly, it's good. according to guidance. But I think that, uh, you you know, I, I, I think things are going better than perhaps analysts have forecast, which is good. We'll see when the big tech companies come. I think what we want to watch is whether AI is real, how much the spending is there on the uh, um, on the semiconductor companies. You also want to see the demand. We're getting ASML, I think, uh, on Wednesday. Good. So you know, we the luxury was uh, LVMH's numbers were, I think, expected. I think analysts were a little too optimistic on on you know expecting what we saw last year at this time to continue or even the last quarter, it wasn't going to happen. You know, coming out of COVID, uh, that kind of spending, no one expected it to continue. So I, I wasn't disappointed in the numbers. I think the market marked them down. But I think overall, um, overall, I think the results are going to be very, very steady if the banks are anything to go by. I just want to end on one thing, and that is, that is rugby. And I have to say, and I don't want to be disrespectful to a lot of the people that are South Africans that listen to this, I was very sad 
that France lost because uh, France is my neighbour and I've been a bit of a Francophile ever since I lived and worked in France as a teenager at the age of 19 and it's, it's a lovely place. Everyone says the French are very standoffish and rude and etc. I never found that and I love Paris and all that sort of thing but I must say that the brand of rugby that France and South Africa, South Africa in particular, played was like a division above the England-Fiji yeah. game, for example. And I will yeah. not be watching next Saturday the match between <laughs> the Springboks and England. England. I'm going to get into my into my nuclear bunker and uh, where there is no cell phone uh-huh. reception. <laughs> and I'm just going to wake up on Sunday morning and see how bad the damage was because England, <laughs> uh, England are going to get slaughtered. They were bad, but yeah. they were. It's like having a uh, team like Ipswich, for example, second yeah. in the championship, in other words, Division uh, Two, playing against Manchester City. You can see the Ipswich are going to, you know, they're going to mm. have a really good go, but City are just going to walk past them. It'll be four, five, nil. It'll be, thir- <laughs> yeah. it'll be 25, 30 points for the Springboks. I can't watch it. It, it pains me too much. <laughs> <laughs> it upsets me <laughs> because, <laughs> because quite honestly they're quite listen they're the only northern hemisphere side that's I left know, I know I know it was sad but know, anyway it good luck good, good luck to, yeah. but, but I, I think if it was a New Zealand South Africa <laughs> final oh gosh what a spectacle that would be that will be it's, it's it's turning out that way. Don't write, don't write off the All Blacks. They were awesome oh, no. yesterday. I no, mean, no, no, no. They're, they're peaking awesome. at the right time. They were very, yeah. very good I mean, against on, France. Uh, Saturday, yeah. yeah. You know, very, very... I know we've written them off, and uh, but uh, very strong. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be great fun. David, thank you very much for your time. David Shapiro okay. is from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.